Every little girl grows up dreaming about her happy ever after, but most of us don't have fairy tale scriptwriters making sure we get it. That's where the Happy Ever After show comes in. If you have been waiting for a fairy godmother to wave her magic wand and release your frustrations, create the prosperity you want, and live a life you love, then listen closely. It's time to learn how to make your own wishes come true with your host, Cassie Parks. Hello, and welcome to the Happy Ever After Show. I am your host, Cassie Parks, and I am so grateful that you're joining us today. Thank you so much for being here and listening to the show. I'm excited to talk about today's topic, which is saying no. So we'll we'll get to that for sure. But first, I wanted to share, I talked a little bit in the last episode about the Jimmy Choo's that I bought for my red carpet launch, which for me were a huge step into my future self. Like really, it was a big process to buy those shoes. But I also believe there was a big outcome. So I had my red carpet book launch for Marketing to Serve a couple of weeks ago. And you can go on Amazon and grab that if that title sounds like you need it. It's calling to you. Just go to Amazon.com and type in Marketing to Serve and you'll find it. It's the one with the box with the magic coming out. And there's only one, but I just love to talk about the cover because it's about magic and it's about, you know, what we talk about on the show is really making your business your happy ever after and embracing that magic that happens when you get clear about what you want. So I went to the store and I, I don't really love dress shopping. I don't really love shopping at all, to be honest. But I said, all right, I'm going to do this. I'm set the intention. I said, it's going to be the first dress I pick up. I'm going to be in and out in like 15 minutes. I'm going to be led to the perfect dress. I just kept prepping myself and setting intentions for how the shopping trip was going to go because there could have been a lot of other things going on in my mind about, you know, how I don't like this and it's going to take forever. So I really headed that off at the pass and I said, I'm going in, I'm finding the dress and then I'm going to go down and find some shoes. So I went in and I actually do think I picked up four dresses. And I think the one that I picked up first is the one I ended up buying. I picked up two. The sales girls suggested two more. I went in, tried them on and picked this one. I loved it. It was just a black dress, but it was awesome. And so they were like, what are you going to do for shoes? I said, I'm going to go downstairs and see what I can find. Because since it was just a black dress, it had some bling on the top, you know, but it was black on the top too. But there was some blingy stuff. I said, I just want, you know, a flashy pair of shoes to go with it. So I walk down and I come around the corner and the first pair that I see is this suede purple. And I was like, oh, those are cool. So I have the guy go get my size. But as I'm waiting on that, I wander over and I see this pair of like champagne colored shoes. And I walked over and I was like, oh, I'm in the Jimmy Choo's. And I've never really shopped for any particular brand of shoe that's just never... I don't know. It's just not totally been who I am. So I, I went over and I was like, oh my gosh, these are gorgeous. And I said, well, I got to, you know, and I looked at the price tag and I'm like, oh, and I tried to walk away, but I just kept coming back to him. And I said, I have to try them on. This is what I tell people to do is like step into your future self, into the experience. And I said, okay, so I'm just going to do this for the experience. I'm just practicing what it's like to put on a really expensive pair of shoes. So I put them on and I loved them immediately, but I tried to convince myself I didn't. You know, I tried to find a flaw in them and I was like, oh, they don't fit right. Like, I, you know, I can't buy a pair of shoes at this 
this expensive if they like don't fit my feet right. And, you know, I tried on two different sizes and, and I just tried to like make up reasons why they didn't work. And the irony is the more that I did like them, the more those reasons, like they all of a sudden didn't hurt. All of a sudden my heel didn't really step out of the shoes anymore. And so that was kind of cool. So I left them and the salesman left them out. I'm like, why are you leaving them out? Like put these, you know, beautiful things away. And I walked away and I tried to look for something else. And as I walked around the store, there was nothing else that was them. And I said, okay, red carpet, it's my book launch. Like this is my gift, you know, and all these rationalizations as to why I could do this. And um, if you listen to last show, you know that there was like, I had extra money, like I've made money. And I was like, okay, this is like, I'm going to pay myself this and the salary and all this stuff. And I talked myself into it and I bought them, but I still wasn't a hundred percent convinced. You know, I brought them home and I took them out and I try them on and I'd walk around the house and then I put them back in the box, like pack them all back up in the box. And I think to myself, like, I cannot possibly own this. I could give this money away. All of these things that went through my mind. And then I like took them out and I put them on and I said, all right, this time I take them off. I'm going to put them on my shoe rack, which I have my shoes gorgeously displayed. I have crown molding that they hang on. And I said, okay, I'm going to hang them there. And I did that. And I said, all right, let's see if they fit. And they fit perfectly there. And I thought to myself, okay, with these shoes, like, are these a representation of the four seasons? Because I tell my clients, like, go out and get something that your future self would have to anchor in your house. And I thought to myself, is this the anchor for moving to the four seasons? And it absolutely was. Like, seeing them hang on the shoe rack changed the whole look of everything on the shoe rack. And finally, I said, all right, they're mine. And I put them on. And in this moment, I became a woman that owns shoes like that. And it might not be like every pair is probably not going to be those, but I own them. And they were different. And it was a huge part of, you know, they were a huge symbol of the four seasons. So as has it, when I, as happens, when you step into your future self, and this is what I always say, and it's one of the reasons why I did it, why I, you know, stepped into those shoes is because I always do what I ask of my clients and what I tell you and what I've asked of you guys. So as I did that, I took them to the red carpet launch and I just enjoyed more and more that I had them and the presence of them and all of this, which even to me sounds a little bit strange when I'm talking about shoes, but this was a big step for me. That's how I know it was a big step is because it was a big deal. It wasn't like, oh, cool, just like throw them in the suitcase and let's go. Like there was a whole lot of processing that had to happen about these, which is how I knew that they were so important. And how I knew they were a definite symbol of stepping into my future self. So I go to the book launch and I'm wearing my shoes. And not one, but two offers for a house that I've had on the, or condo that I've had on the market for a while comes in. And the thing is that when this house sells, it, it's a domino effect. It opens up the door to step into the four seasons. And so... I know that because I got those shoes and because I was wearing those shoes and I was on the red carpet and I was fully stepped into my future self, the door opened to more of my future self. The door opened literally to the four seasons. Two offers, not just one, but two. That's how you know, like, that's what the magic created. Like, the shoes created the magic, right? And it's not the shoes. It's the act of stepping into your future self. Talking about it all the time. Like, get clear on that vision of your happy ever after. Like, what does your business in your life look like? And start stepping into it. And then your business becomes easier. And things just happen and flow. And that's what I did. 
And, you know, there were two offers. I ended up getting $8,000 above asking price because two offers came in at the same time. So it's awesome. And it's exactly what I need to move into the four seasons. Like what that does is opens that door wide open, which is the next step in my business. So there's huge benefit to stepping into your future self and to do what I say all the time. And so I just wanted to share that story with you and share the update. I think I started talking about the four seasons in the first couple episodes, but that is definitely happening and the doors opening to there. So I will keep you updated for sure. But I just want to encourage you to get really clear in that vision and ask yourself, like, what can I do today to step into that vision? Because it will open so many doors in your business and it will open so many doors to making money and to having clients to serve. So ask yourself, how can I step into my future self today? And it doesn't have to be to go out and buy expensive shoes. It could just be to buy something or it could be to get rid of something. It could be to like let go of something, clothes that you've been carrying that aren't representative of your future self or some furniture that isn't representative or be going out and buying a new office chair. It does not have to be hugely expensive, but it needs to feel like a stretch to you either a stretch in some sort of your comfort zone, either financially or physically, or just it needs to feel like it stretches you and you have to grow into that space. Like you just bought this thing and now you have to grow into it. So I would encourage you to ask yourself what you can do and go out and do it and find a way to step more into your future self today. So that was a long sort of beginning story, but I think it's so important to share. So I want to remind you before I get into our topic of saying no, that you can go to happyeverafter.toolkit.com and grab a free toolkit that I put together for you. It's going to encourage you on that page to subscribe to the show. If you love it, I would love if you subscribed on iTunes and left a review, but also that you download the toolkit and let me know how it supports you in your business. So today we're talking about saying no. The more successful you get in business, I feel like the more opportunities you have to say no. But it also works the other way. As you're growing into success in your business, there comes times when you have to start saying no. And this hit me really big a couple months ago now, I think. But a friend of mine was like, hey, I want to do this project with you. And I love this woman. Like She's one of my soul friends. I love her to death. And she was like, you want to do this project? And I just looked at it and it was like an immediate, no, I don't like, I love you. And there's, there was a time when I would do like anything to like do a project with her, but it wasn't a reflection of my business now. And I didn't want to put the energy into something that isn't where I'm going. And it was so immediate. Like I felt like the no came from somewhere else inside of me. And it felt a little harsh, honestly. It was like, oh, man. But it was just like, no, because it it wasn't in alignment with what I do now. And I don't want to have my name on a lot of things. I don't want to have my name on things that aren't creating your future self and stepping into it and helping entrepreneurs like grow their businesses by getting clear on who they are and stepping into their future selves. That's what I want to be associated with. Like, I'll talk all day about marketing to serve. I'll talk all day about how your money mindset impacts your business life. And I'll talk all day about stepping into your future self and how you can script that out and write the story and then actually taking the steps to step into your future self. It was a very clear no. And that wasn't always the case. Like I used to take on everything. It was like, yeah, I'll do this and I'll do that and I'll say yes to this and all of these things. 
But I think that there's an importance in learning to say no, and it can be hard. Even if you've mastered this in your life, you know, I thought I had pretty well mastered like saying no to things that don't serve me and I didn't want to do in my personal life. But the more they came in terms of business, the more I felt sort of this wishy-washy uncertainty about saying no. And I think the first thing that happens when you start in business and when you're getting some traction in your business is that when you say no to anything, it feels like you're saying no to the universe giving you opportunities. It feels like, oh my gosh, if I don't honor this opportunity, then another one isn't going to come along, even if it's not a fit. And that's absolutely not true. I believe the more we say no to what isn't going to serve us or our business, the more opportunities will come along that do serve us in our business. And there's the time and energy. So time and energy is a factor in your business. And, you know, I've talked about this on shows before, you know, picking one to three things in doing that in terms of your marketing, in terms of how you're getting out there and people are getting to know you. And I talk about that in my book, Marketing to Serve as well. And one of the things why that's important is for the time and energy conservation. You know, your most important job when you're in a service industry is to serve your client. And if you're spinning your wheels marketing and you don't have the energy or the time to serve them as well as you want because you're marketing your business or you're doing all these other things, that actually takes away from your success. Because if you're not serving your clients to the fullest capacity because you're, you're trying to grow your business, it has an opposite effect because you're trying to grow a business, but you're not serving your clients. And so energetically, that's off. There's a mismatch. And I think in the beginning, we always tell us summits are a big thing. And I finally just flat out started saying no to those. You know, you'll get an offer for a tele-summit and it's an old marketing technique. And I don't necessarily know why people do it anymore, but I think it works for some people. And generally it'll, you know, you get an offer and I used to get these a lot until I firmly put no in the sand, like I'm not doing this and I haven't gotten one since, <laughs> but I would get these emails and they would say, oh my gosh, I love your work. I love what you do. I'd love you to be in a telesummit with me. And sometimes you would just say, okay. And then you would start scheduling. And then sometimes there would be the question of like, well, how big is your list? And I don't like that question. I think it's, if you love my knowledge, what does it matter how big my list is? But I used to sort of entertain and I used to be wobbly about this because I thought, oh, this is a way to get me out there. This is like if I say no to this again, I'm saying no to a speaking opportunity. I'm saying no to an opportunity to do something. So I had some wobbly stuff. And finally, you know what I decided and I would get these emails that were I could tell were an autoresponder and I could tell that the person hadn't really looked at my work. They just wanted my list. And finally, when I just responded back, here's my telesummit policy. I do not give out the size of my list, and I only agree to promote it in what serves my clients. So I don't agree to do a certain promotion strategy or to send out certain emails at a certain time. I do it as it suits me and my clients. When I sent that out to the last one, you know, I kept getting this email like, don't you want to be in this? Don't you want to be in this? And I finally sent it out, and I said that. Like, if you're okay with this agreement, I'm willing to go forward. And so by giving that agreement, I was essentially saying no, but then they, you know, they were able to say no to me because they didn't want someone who wasn't willing to share the size of their list and all of that and who wasn't willing to market for them. So that's one big place I started saying no. I started saying no to things that, you know, there's a local magazine that really wants me to advertise. And when I look at it and... 
I think it would be so good. And there's so many good things. And the thing about it is that people that are selling to you, like they're doing it with their heart. Like the editors who's trying to sell me ad space really believes that it would help my business. But it's not in my marketing plan. And it's not, it doesn't fit. I don't know how it works. And so saying no, like it might be really good, but it's not really good right now at this time because I don't know how it's going to work. And I don't have the time and the energy to figure out how it's going to work because I already have three things that I'm putting my time and my energy in. So saying, no, I'm not going to do that right now is a big deal. Saying no to someone, I always love when people call and they're like, hey, do you want to fix your website? You could get more clients. It would only be a two clients is all it would cost. And I'm like, no, because it's a distraction. So saying no, when you're in total clarity about where you're going and who you're serving and what your happy ever after business and life vision looks like, saying no becomes easier. And sometimes it still takes practice, but like that instinct of when it's time to say no gets quicker and easier, right? It's like, oh no, that, cause it doesn't fit because when you, when you have a destination, right? It's like, you know, I always talk about your destination is like your GPS point that you put in the GPS point, right? And so if you're going from Colorado to California and someone asks you to go to Oregon on the way, that's not on the way. And so you know that you're like, no, I'm going to California. It's totally out of the way to drive all the way up to Oregon and back down to California from Colorado when I could just go west, right? Depending on where you're going in Oregon or Washington's probably a better example. But you, you know, like you're like, that's not on the way. Just because I'm driving doesn't mean that I want to drive somewhere else. And that's what it gets to in your business is when you have that really clear vision, that point that you're going towards, you can very clearly see what's off the path and you can feel it, what's off the path. And so I just want to talk a little bit about and I want you to give yourself permission to say no. Saying no to the things that aren't serving your vision will actually open up more space and energy for your clients to come in and for opportunities that do serve your vision to come in. You know, I talked last week about getting asked to speak on the Law of Attraction cruise, and that's important information. That was a yes. That felt like, yeah, that's an alignment. That makes sense with my vision, right? But if someone comes and asks me honestly to speak in somewhere in Colorado, I'm probably not going to do it. I'm not going to do it unless there's 100 people in the room. And I just know that. And a hundred of my people, you know, if it's a hundred people that are my people, like I'll know if the answer is yes. And sometimes you have to try it out. You know, like I went and spoke for a meetup group a couple months ago because it was a friend of mine wanted to know if I would speak and I didn't really ask the details and she was setting it up for someone else, a friend of hers. And so I, I hadn't done that in a while. I hadn't spoken to a group like that. And I thought, I'm going to try it. And it wasn't my gig. And so sometimes you do have to try it out to realize like, oh, yeah, that's a no, right? It seemed like my gig. It was women entrepreneurs. But like spending an hour in the car driving to get there, you know, sitting through a meeting, talking for 20 minutes to eight people and driving an hour back, not my gig. That's not in alignment with where I'm going and it's not supporting my vision. Now, that absolutely doesn't mean it's not in alignment with where you're going and supporting your vision. I know tons of people who have built who they are off of going to speak at meetup groups. 
there's fantastic people out there who are building that. And so there's no list of like, these things will get you there and these things won't. It's really about being tapped into that vision and knowing if it's an immediate yes or it's an immediate no, or if it feels like a distraction or if it feels really good. One of the ways is to tap into your vision every day. Like, where are you going? Because then you automatically know, are they asking me to drive to Canada from Colorado when I'm on my way to California? The answer is no, right? And sometimes you do try them out. Like I hadn't been to one of those kind of meetings in a while. My business has evolved. I evolved. I trusted the person who booked it. I thought, okay. And when I left, I thought, this isn't me. Like this isn't where I want to be or how I want to be building my business. And it's not in alignment with my vision. Like this wasn't the room where I was meeting my people. And I just knew that. And I just made the decision. Like that's an automatic no. I'm not doing that. Unless it sounds really fun. And then I would say yes, because it's fun. And if I have the time and energy extra, if I have extra, I'll go do that for someone if they want. But for me, it's a no, pretty much automatic now. But you will learn those things. But the most important way to start learning them is to give yourself permission to say no. Say no to the things you don't want. You know, I get offers all the time of people who want to buy me a cup of coffee or people who want to jump on the phone. And I've gotten really good at saying, I don't do that. Like, I don't just jump on the phone. Like, if you're interested in having a strategy session where we can figure out if I can help you move forward, awesome. Jump on the phone with you all day. I don't want to jump on the phone and just talk. Because I've surrounded myself with enough amazing entrepreneurs that I'm not just looking for people to talk to, right? I'll meet you because my vision is so clear. If you're meant to be in it, like we'll meet. We don't have to sort of force this situation. And so I've gotten really good at saying like, no, I don't do coffee. You know, I only I reserve my coffee time with my friends, which is truth. So there's a couple different ways you can do that. You know, you can say no as you start to get and people just want to like buy you coffee and pick your brain. You know, you can just flat out say like, I don't do that. I only do coffee with my friends. I reserve that time for my friends and that time is sacred. And I just don't do it with strangers. Or you can send them an invoice and you can absolutely, you know, come up with an hourly amount that's worth it to go have coffee and send them an invoice for it. And they, they'll probably say no for you, right? But, you know, you would do it if they would say yes. So the point is, is that saying no really is essential to getting to where you want to go. And so, and figuring out what the no feels like in your body and feels like in your mind is important. And just giving yourself permission. The more successful your business is, the more people are going to want to be around you just to be around you. So it's important to protect your time and your energy and your marketing time and your marketing energy so that you can serve your clients to the best of your ability. And it's okay to say no, right? And so talking about, you know, my friend and saying no, she came back and asked like, hey, would you be cool if I used this thing that you did and be willing to talk? And I said, oh yeah, I'm 100% willing to give you an hour of my time and talk. I just can't be in the planning phases of that because that feels like it's not in alignment with where I'm going. But I'll 100% jump on the phone because that's friendship. That's fun. That doesn't come out of the same time and energy bank is doing something that I'm trying to make fit my business and do because I want to get out there. And I will tell you, like, the more you stick to being you and the more you stay in your own lane or you stand on your own box of what you're good at, the easier this stuff is. And so you don't have to say yes to things that aren't that in order to be successful because that actually dilutes 
who you are in a lot of ways if you're standing on all kinds of different boxes. So I think the easiest way is to get really clear about where you want to go and then ask yourself, is this on the path to that? Get clear about that vision and give yourself permission to say no. It's one of the most important things that you can do to serve your business is really to say no. It's probably second or third. You know, first is get really clear about where you're going, what your happy ever after business vision is and life. Number two is to step into it. And number three is to give yourself permission to say no for what's not on the path to get you there. At a call with someone who listened to the show the other day, and I just wanted to share what she said. Her words were, your podcast is life-changing. And then she shared with me some ways that this podcast has really helped her step into her future vision. And so I always love hearing things like that. If you have awesome words to share, I would love if you leave a review and share. I love to hear the changes that you've made or how you've stepped into your vision. I do it for you. So I would love to hear from you about cool things that happen or ahas that you have while listening to the show. Put them in a review or send me an email, spiraluptoday at AOL.com. And uh, when you do, let me know if you care if I share them on the air because I just love to share. Because I think sharing and knowing that something makes an impact on someone else and is helping them move forward inspires us all to move forward. Just one more thing before we close out the show, and that is this week's mantra. And to go along with this saying no is the mantra is, I honor my vision. I honor my vision. So saying no is part of that. Stepping into your future self is part of that. So I think this is a really awesome mantra to just repeat when it feels good. I honor my vision. Write it on a post-it, stick it on the mirror, say it as many times as possible over the next week. I honor my vision. Thank you so much for being here and listening to this show. I'm looking forward to talking to you next week. Have a fabulous rest of your day. Thanks for joining us on the Happy Ever After Show, where you don't need a genie lamp to get your wishes granted. Now that you're inspired and ready to take action, get yourself on the path to your happy ever after by scheduling a complimentary strategy session at createmyhappyeverafter.com 